I think that the best thing in life is for us to know God. I know that there are people who don't believe or aren't sure what to believe or how to believe. And yet, in a way, there is this hunger, this desire to know God, to be related to God through God's Son, Jesus, and to be able to walk with God. I think that sometimes it's in our suffering where we actually first find and meet Jesus. Because Jesus suffered as we suffer. Oh Lord God, we ask that you would teach us how to grow closer. Where to look and see this man that you gave as a son, who was God incarnate, was you present, and continues to be present through your spirit. Hear, O Lord, our desires, and show us the way, through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thinking back in history, as World War II came to an end, America began to experience this this huge upsurge of piety. Piety meaning people were going to church in droves in many places unlike it had ever been seen in America before. Church attendance was up. American Christians, especially American Protestant Christians, enjoyed this this unprecedented season of vitality. You could plant a church on almost any corner and it would grow. These were truly the years of this congregation's glory years, the 50s and 60s. There are a lot of reasons why congregations experience this great hour of glory, where they built magnificent buildings and the pews were filled and the statistics show that there was 12 or 1,300 members and there were multiple services and, and every pew was filled for services. Some of the sociology of religion scholars would tell us that they think it's because of the old saying, there are no atheists in foxholes syndrome. That during the war years that Americans had been thrown into very desperate and difficult circumstances. Some were literally cast onto the battlefields of Europe and the Pacific. Others had to cope with difficulties here at home. Women would go to work. Uh, People had to reassemble what their factories built so that they could build war materiel. And we suffered together. This was an experienced cultural unity. And when the going gets rough, our intellectual reserves wilt away, and we grasp at something that's beyond ourselves in belief. Faith flames bright, and we believe. But when the the crisis, World War II, came to an end, 
All of the employment during World War II helped to launch us out of the Great Depression. When the crisis was over and the world returned to, quote, normal, much of this religious vitality waned. And since about 1965, Protestant churches, especially mainline churches like this one, have seen a constant decline of membership and participation in people and vitality. Yeah, I guess maybe foxhole conversions to Christ, oh, maybe they're just short-lived. Is that what it is? In the mid-1950s and early 60s, some of those foxhole conversions honestly did dissipate. But the economic growth of that era yielded some shifts in attitude and then developed divisions within communities and families over values and a new war that was going on in Southeast Asia. And those who turned to God in crisis seem to tend to forget God when the sun shines through and the weather seems fair. But not always. Sometimes in life, when we're at the end of our rope, when we have hit bottom, it is there that we truly experience the real presence of Christ, the genuine grace of God. There we believe. There we are changed. Though we may experience brighter days, we don't forget the truth that we experienced in those difficult days of darkness. And so it is in Psalm 23 that speaks of walking through the valley of the shadow. What an evocative phrase that is. I know that many of you know what it means to walk through the somber valley. And yet the gloominess of that veil of tears is not unrelieved. The psalmist says that in that valley I will fear no evil. Even there, especially there, God is with the troubled pilgrim, comforting and present. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And that transforms our transit through the veil of tears. An old man is fishing on the bank of a pond. And a little boy over on the side suddenly jumps into the pond. And then he panics. And this little boy is thrashing around in the water and he's crying out, Help me! Help me! Well, the old man sits on the bank and he's watching his fishing line bob up and down, completely undisturbed by the disturbance. The little boy continues to flail and to cry out, help me. And finally, the old man looks over and he says, boy, put down your feet. See, the, pa the pond is only two feet deep. <laughs> and the little boy does so. And he touches the bottom, 
and he easily walks out to the shore. Sometimes when we hit bottom, when we sink down or walk through the dark valley of the shadow of death, that is precisely where we learn to fear no evil. The pond isn't as deep as what we thought it might be. It's the place where we discover, maybe for the first time in our lives, the grace of God in Christ Jesus. There, at the bottom. In the lore of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says, One must sink down and give up all hope and let go of all self-delusion and alibis to hit bottom and begin to walk the road to recovery. Put down your feet, boy. That sounds terrible. It's a difficult experience. I'm sure that it's hard, really hard for some people. But I've known some alcoholics who can testify what it was like down there. At the dismally dark bottom, it was there that they truly saw the light. It was there at the bottom where for the first time in their lives they had, in the words of AA, reached out to a higher power. And it was good. And it was God. I don't know what it's like for you, but most of my days are pretty good sailing. Yes, I do experience dark times. I have been in the bottom of the pit. But most of the time, life is good. But then those storms do come, and the, and the sky turns dark, and the sea threatens us. And it's there, according to the testimony of Scripture, that Christ comes to us and calls to us and reassures us, don't be afraid, it is I. The pastor, there have been many times when I've tried to comfort people who are going through some of these great stressors of life, a life-threatening illness or a marital disillusion, some tragedy of great import, only to be surprised that the person says, in effect, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. Or, I'm now closer to God than I have ever been in my whole life. Are these statements of wishful thinking or being Pollyanna-ish? Maybe at first it seems like we're whistling in the dark. But maybe it takes the dark and to be able to truly see. Maybe these people are simply saying that when they hit bottom, they found out that down at the bottom, God was waiting there for them. They found out when they hit bottom that they didn't fall into oblivion, but into the embrace of a loving God. Think about that. What do we fear the most? We fear hitting the bottom. 
And yet it is, can be there that we see the light, that we fall into the loving arms of God, and that we truly see for the first time how much God loves us. The other day while shopping, I ran into a woman who was working in a big department store in Salt Lake. Well, she looked older to me than most of the other clerks in the store. But imagine my surprise when she told me that she was 74 years old. 74 years old and still working? Wow. I never thought I would still be working at this age, she said. But the company I worked for went broke and two years later I retired, or two years before I retired, I lost every cent in my pension. With my medical expenses and my other responsibilities, I was forced to go back to work. To tell you the truth, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't imagine sitting at home doing nothing. I love it here. I get to talk to people like you. Don't you find that rather amazing? No hint of bitterness? Ooh, I would have been bitter. No sense of anger, but of acceptance. Now, not everyone says it, and not in that way. And hitting the bottom is not always a a thing that you desire. You can't always say, well, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. But... But, if at the bottom you discover the loving arms of God, if when you are at what you consider to be the lowest point possible in your life, you see the light, you see that Christ is raised up, and that His suffering, in His suffering, He is right with you in the pit. That he suffered and he knows what it feels like and there you meet the living Christ. And you are then lifted up because of this new relationship of hope. Because just as on the third day Christ rose from the grave and overcame death, We hear the assurance that even here in the bottom of the darkest, deepest pit, I will come out of this, and there is tomorrow. Perhaps it's my fault. Maybe it's preachers like me who tend to speak too negatively about the things of life that are difficult. Maybe they're good things. Maybe tragedy isn't all so bad. The dark and uncertain times of life that we all must go through maybe is sort of like the potter's fire. Hardening us to become that instrument or that tool that God will use. Or that we will become strong enough 
that we will find a new way to live our lives. Maybe in, it is in these times when the superficialities of life are peeled away like an orange peel and we find the core center that is sweet and tasty. Maybe it's when our false consolations wither away that we are able to discover the true consolation that we have in life. We, in our human suffering, meet the suffering servant, Jesus, on the cross at our low points because he suffered as we suffer. And when the sun goes down and the dark skies become like midnight, we are surprised to see the glory of the stars When we walk through that valley of the shadow of death, we lift our eyes and we are comforted. And we go on, but in a different way. A different way than we have previously walked. There in the darkness, in the despair, we are able to see the peculiar glory of the Christian faith. We look up and see the glory of a God who stoops to us in our time of need. The Lord who reigns from the cross, from his peculiar glory, meets us there. And maybe, just maybe, that is the best thing of all. Amen.